0: Thank you. At its finest. In fact, this is the first episode of Pessimism at its finest since April 1st. So we went the entire April, the entire May, and now we're in June. I'm recording this on June 20th. This is the longest I've gone without putting out an episode. Now, I'm specifically saying putting out an episode because I've recorded a crap load of episodes. To be more specific, I recorded four. I recorded after WrestleMania. I recorded after Love is Blind. I can't remember the other two reasons I recorded. I think I did a life update. But what we need to realize is that it's easy enough for me to come here, you know, come up with content and record an episode. It is double the time to edit it. And what has happened is that I've just not had any time to edit any episodes. So this is actually today, the fifth time I'm recording episode 65 of Pessimism at its finest. And I thought, since we haven't chatted in a while, I'll kind of give you a reason and explanation as to why it's been two and a half months since I put on an episode. Well, initially... I had everything in the pipeline. I'm really organized and I make a super detailed episode schedule for the entire like month. I usually do it four weeks in advance. I even connected with some guests. Ultimately, what happened was that life got in the way. I overcommitted myself in my personal life and I really wanted to make sure everything I was doing in my personal life was perfect. And ultimately, this is my hobby It's something I love to do. I love podcasting, talking about my week, talking about pop culture, analyzing different TV shows, and coming and releasing it for everyone to listen to, and then having conversations and connecting with my listeners in that respect. But this is my hobby, and I would love to contribute more time to it. And I still want to get to episode 100. That's definitely a goal, but I think I've had to rethink how I get to episode 100 and how I kind of like continue with the direction of the podcast. And I think I'm going to take a few more weeks to kind of figure that out. I know who I definitely want to interview. I know the topics I want to discuss. It's more not necessarily, necessarily, it's not necessarily the time that it takes to record these episodes. It's the time that it takes to edit them. And that's become a little bit Tedious in this season of my life, but hopefully, we'll have a lot more time to do this. And I really want to get Michael on the podcast as my next guest. He was in a previous episode. I don't remember the number now. I really want to get Michael on the podcast again. And then I want to get Meg on the podcast. And I want to take time to make sure that these interviews are well fleshed out and they're enjoyable for not only myself and my guests, but you as listeners. So I'm going to take time for that. But I thought we could just do like a little chat today. Hopefully this sounds good. I had such difficulty figuring out the microphone today, the software, how I saved, where my theme music was. This has just been so long since I've done this and I've put together a proper episode that I'm like, where are all the pieces? Where are all the parts? And how do I do this effectively? So anyways... First thing I want to talk about, I've been reading so much smut, so much smut, and it started last year around this time before I went to Columbia. I found the After Series by Fluke, read that, searched for more smut, and now I'm just obsessed with this genre, and I feel like I'm obsessed with it because I'm super duper single and all these couples are having this kind of like moment and the man is just so like kind and the woman's like so doe-eyed and traumatized and they're able to communicate and work through stuff. And I guess like I don't have TikTok anymore. I have a, I have a TikTok, which is the named after this podcast, but I don't utilize TikTok in any capacity. So, but... Apparently book talk, a lot of these books are really big on there. And then I go and read these book talk books and they're not great, but I just finished the love hypothesis. And I really liked that. I really like a STEM romance, but what I didn't like was going into reading it and knowing that it was about Adam driver. So I kept envisioning Adam driver and I don't think Adam driver is like someone I'd want to fuck. So even though he is attractive and I, I loved him in girls, he's not like the professor type I'd want to fuck. So I think it was a little bit hard for me to get into the book. But once I did, it was super duper good. I'm currently reading the Salacious Players Club and I kind of want to do one episode just on the entire series when I'm done. The first book, Praise by Sarah Kate, was amazing. And I fell in love with Emerson Grant. And I think that he, as a character, is like the placemat for what I want in a man now. But then I read the next one, and it was Eyes on Me. And I'm not really into like a stepbrother, stepsister trope. So it was really hard to get into. And I'm now three-fourths through the third book, which is, I think it's Give Me More by Sarah Kate. And I really am enjoying it. I think it's well-written. I think the characters are well-fleshed out. You know, it's perfect for Pride Month. There's a lot of internalized homophobia that's being dissected by one of the male protagonists. I am like really conflicted as I'm reading it. And I really want to kind of like take my bearings and read all of it and have this robust discussion about it because some of my friends really love this series. And the Smut's just unique per book. So I really like that. I would love to start a Smut book club in Toronto. I would just love to. There's so many Smutty Readers. I feel like I could get into it. I just have to start the vibe, you know? We'll see. We'll get there. But tying into Smutty Reads, I wanted to discuss something that was, like, insane to me. So we have contractors currently, like, working on my house. And one of them was like, hey, can you unscrew the water hose? I'm like, no problem. I do this every day, guys. So I go to my backyard and I'm unscrewing my water hose and this man is like, let me do it. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Because I was halfway done. And he's like, let me do it. And I'm like, it's fine. I can do it. And so I get in the car to head to a wedding, which I'm going to get into in a bit. And my mom is like, when a man is like, let me do it, you stop, drop, and let him do it. And I was like, what? So I get to this wedding. And my mom's telling me aunt, my all my aunts about how I didn't let this man do like, unscrew the water hose. And I'm just kind of like. I always unscrew my water hose. And they were like, no, if a man's like, let me unscrew the, the water hose, that sounds really dirty. But he's like, if he's like, let me unscrew your water hose, you let him unscrew your water hose. And I'm just like, What? So then I'm asking my friends, I'm asking around. I'm like, is this a thing? Are you just supposed to like stop, drop and roll when they say let me do it? And my friend's like, You're supposed to act like a damsel in distress. Men love a damsel in distress. So my goal for this summer is to figure out how to be a damsel in distress. You know, whenever I think about damsel in distress, I think about being tied up in rope on a train line. There's an incoming train approaching a station and I'm about to get run over by the train. That's what I think about when I think about damsel in distress. I don't think about not being able to do minor manual labor. And so this is going to be very interesting to see how this works and how we kind of navigate that situation. But that is that. Now let's go into the wedding. I have a new favorite cousin. I did not think it was possible, but I have a new favorite cousin. And so I go to the wedding of my cousin. He's all right. His fiance is all right. And it was a good wedding. You know, vibes were good. Food was good. Food took way too long to get there. And I'm Alexandria. If you don't feed me, I will drink. And I was like two Aperol spritz, three glasses of red wine deep, and there was no food. And you should not do that to me. But I realized that there were just not enough servers. So basically, my cousin, my new favorite cousin, he calls me over. He's like, take this. I'm like, what is it? He's like, vodka cranberry shot. And I'm like, my mom cannot see me taking shots. And he's like, I'll cover. Covers for me. I take a shot. Then I take a limoncello shot. I was not down for the limoncello in the way I should have been down for the limoncello. But the vodka cranberry was good. But what I'm going to say is that my cousin, rode... my cousin was ride or die in that moment. And we love him for it. And we really had good conversations. He showed me his best man socks. Um, We got along. He said, thank you for coming. He made conversation with me. And I'm just kind of like, you're so cool. I never thought you were this cool. But I'm glad that we have forged this little friendship. I see him at like the university sometimes. So I think that's kind of like how we started becoming like a little bit closer. But he is officially my new favorite cousin. And that's what I wanted to say. I have a new favorite cousin. But I also want to talk about something else that happened at this wedding. And so there was like a little bartender and he like knew how to make all the drinks and he had this swag to him. And you know those guys that look like Michael Sarah, but they talk like they're, oh my God, I'm trying to think. They look like Michael Sarah, but they talk like a fuckboy. That was him. And I'm like, oh my God, I have like a little crush. But I realized that the week before that, I posted a video of my lawn guy mowing my lawn. And I was like, oh my God, where did he come from? And so everybody's probably thinking, oh my God, Alexandria is horny for any man. And the answer is yes, I am horny for any man at this particular moment. It's called ovulation. But what I will say is that this guy had a swag to him. And I'm like, oh, he's cute, whatever or not. Or like, yeah, I thought he was cute and I thought he was just really good at making drinks and I thought like when a man can like make something really well I think it's really hot but I wasn't thinking oh I want to fuck and I was like what like why do people think if you think someone's cute or you like say I have a little crush that you instantaneously want to fuck the person because like I can think someone's cute and have a little crush and never think about like having sex with them in any capacity. But maybe that's just me. I don't associate like fucking with crush. So anyways, literally though, everyone blew up my DMs and said he looks super duper young. So then one of my friends was like, oh, he's a 2002 baby. So I called him and I'm like, hi, what year are you born? And he's like 2002. And I'm like, okay, so you're 21 and I'm 28. So that's the rule is take your age divided by two, add seven. So he's 21. Therefore I can ethically have this crush. So Anyone listening that roasted me in my DMs on Instagram you're in the close friend story, that's why you saw it. It's ethical by the math. That's all I wanted to add here. And he was really good at making drinks. He even came up to my table after and he was like, Did you like the drink I made for you? I'm like, what is it? We had a little flirtation moment. I love a little flirtation moment. I like a man who's not afraid to just approach you, be like, Did you like what I did? I'm like, Yes, I did. What did you like about it? I'll tell them what I liked about it. I love social interaction and I love that kind of flow and that conversation. I just love it. It's good for the soul. So moving on to this weekend. Okay. I'm going to put on an episode next weekend. It might not be long, but I'm going to follow up on this story. Please listen. So I decided to go to WrestleMania. Downtown Toronto and King Street West this year and watch it in a bar full of people. And of course, I'm one of the only girls who's really deep into WWE. And so a bunch of guys were talking to me. A guy flew in from Halifax, Nova Scotia, just to watch WrestleMania at this bar. And so I sit beside I'm just sitting at the bar by myself because I don't know anybody. And then this guy comes up to me, he's from England, and he's like, hey, can I sit beside you? I'm like, great. And he's like, can you do my quiz? And obviously, guys, I knew a majority of the answers to the song portion. I'm a huge wrestling fanatic. Um, It was, like, fun. So then he's like, we should do, like, wrestling stuff together sometime. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So then he's texting me, like, on a consistent and regular basis. He texted me yesterday, guys. So I'm like, whatever. Is he my type? I want to preface this by saying no, he's not my type. we have common interest and he has a British accent so then I'm like okay he texts me he's like hey would you like to go to this wrestling event together I'm like yeah sure no problem I'm like what day is it so he tells me the day and I'm like which one would you like to go to whatever not so the because there was a sorry I said which one did would you want to go to because there's one on the Saturday or the Sunday he's like I want to go the cheaper one so I said the one on Sunday is 65 the one on Saturday is like over 100 whatever and so he's like, let's go to the one on the Sunday. And I'm like, perfect. And it worked out perfectly because of my aunt arriving to Canada. And then he's like, it's $65. i am like, cool. So I thought he was just informing me that it was $65. Remember, he said, let's do this together. Then he's like, um, I can only buy them when I get paid. And I'm like, okay, no problem. I didn't say anything because I'm like, this is really odd at this moment. Then he comes back again and says, "Are you good for the sixty-five? Like I don't want to pay for it if you're like not going to come." And I'm like, "Yeah, like it's sixty-five, like whatever." And then he comes back and he's like, "You owe me sixty-five. I bought the tickets." And I'm like, "Okay, so I'm currently probably like prepping to do a presentation that day. By the way, I want this to be like understood. So I wasn't really being super responsive to texts, and I'm not the best responder of texts to begin with. Ask my friends." And the worst responder for WhatsApps, but I was uncomfortable with the amount of times that he was like, it's 65, like it's 65. You owe me 65 because I never thought based on the way that he kind of started the conversation that he was like asking me to pay 65. And I have no problem paying 65. It was just the fact that he kept mentioning how much it was. So it was a little bit odd, but then here's the kicker. He's like, Oh, no, here's the kicker. So my aunt's coming the day before, and she's kind of, like, a lot. She's older. She's, like, 86. And I said to him, hey, can I have my ticket? Because I feel like I'm going to be a little bit bit late. Um, You can send it to me on Ticketmaster. And he's like, "Um, I prefer to arrive together, so I'll just wait for you. And so, guys, I paid for a ticket that I don't have. Yeah, I paid for a ticket I don't have. And he's, like, not releasing the ticket. So if you have any ideas between now and Sunday as to how I can get him to release the ticket, please let me know. My friends and I have been concocting little plans. I don't know if they're going to work out for us, but we're, like, concocting some little plans. So anyways, maybe it should have been more forceful. That's probably, like, an Alexandria issue. Anyways, I want to go into, like, a little bit of, like, a pop culture moment before we kind of finish off this episode because I've just been on a tangent. I miss doing this. This is a lot of fun. I'm having so much fun right now recording this, by the way. So first of all, I want to talk about Kylie and Timothy Chimblant. I think that's his name. Guys, has anyone even seen them like look at each other? I keep seeing on Twitter that they're dating and things are happening, but... I've never even seen them look at each other. The most I've seen is her car pulling into his driveway. And I'm just like, okay, this is the most boring celebrity gossip relationship I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I'm so bored of it. I don't even think this is a real relationship. I just think that it's a moment and Chris did something. And she said, Timothy, are you good? Mind you, it's helped Timothy get a lot of exposure media-wise and a lot of advertisements, but I don't know about this relationship. I'm kind of bored already. And continuing with the Kardashian momentum, Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant. I'm super happy for her. I know that she and Travis really wanted to, like, have a baby to represent their love and their relationship. And I know at 44, it's a little bit strategically hard, with a little bit of IVF, But I'm glad that she was able to do it and they're going to grow their little family. Alabama looked like she could care less, but also I feel like she's happy. So I'm happy for that. Um, I also love the way she announced. It was so great at this concert. Loved the public announcement. Um, I want to talk about the Barbie movie. I love every ad I see so far. I want you guys to understand that I will be sat for the Barbie movie. I love Barbie so much. I will be sad. I'm excited. I have never been so excited for anything in my entire life. I need everything pink. I'm actually going to different stores seeing like which Barbie like movie merchandise they have and I'm like buying some stuff so I can go like all pink. I think I want to be a Barbie for Halloween so we'll see what's going to happen there but I'm super excited about the movie. I like I can't even explain to you Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie. I think it's going to be epic um wanted to talk about bridgerton story so if you know me you know i don't like bridgerton i hate watch bridgerton like i cannot stand regency drama hate it however i opened my netflix to start hate watching bridgerton the charlotte story and i'm thinking i'm gonna hate it like i'm thinking i'm gonna be like so like upset about it guys it was fucking epic it was so, so good. India and Corey, the people who play the two main characters. I don't even know their names, by the way, guys. Don't ask me that. Such good chemistry. The best chemistry I've ever seen in a Bridgerton story. Oh, amazing. Epic. But I hate Bridgerton to the point that I still have not finished season two of the actual Bridgerton, like not a Charlotte story, but just the actual Bridgerton so it was peak like romance TV. The sex scenes were hilarious at some points. So they're like, oh, I hate you. And they're like, yeah, let's fuck on this table. Let's fuck in this bath. But I hate you. You know, I love a good hate fuck scene. And they mastered the art of the hate fuck scene. I'm like, you know what? I haven't had a hate fuck in a couple of years. I need to go get a man so upset right now to reenact this shit. That is how epic it was. It was epical. Epical. Like, so good. But the acting was so good. The chemistry was so good. The, like, passion, you felt it. When they were, like, trying to knock out the bipolar and schizophrenia out of the prince or king, whatever his name is, of England, it was just so traumatic, but it was so well done. And then this guy that I know, he was like, you know, it's a real story. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's a real story. And so I'm researching and I'm like, oh my God, this is like a play on a real story with like more epic hate fuck scenes. And it was just so well orchestrated. Shauna Rhimes knew what she was doing. I loved the vibes. I loved everything about Bridgerton, a Charlotte story. And that's my, that's all I have to say. But I will round off the episode on this. I will probably do an episode on the bloodline. But I want everyone to know as a WWE fan, it's important to state Roman Reigns is an addiction he's my addiction he's so beautiful every Friday I don't plan anything because I'm sat like I must sit in front of my TV and watch Smackdown because of Roman Reigns I must see him his face card never declines that man is so beautiful he has me in a trance he's like so he's like half Italian but then he's half Samoan but then he walks like he's black. So it's like a shebang of, like, everything that I love in a man, you know? It's like, it's just, he's just perfect. And I, I can't, like, I'm addicted. And I just must stare. And I just must retweet. And I must just look at gifts of him all day. I send gifts of him to people at work. But that is my addiction. And that is the end of my episode. That is all I have to say for this time being. I'm going to come back and discuss like what happens on this date if I ever go on it because I have no ticket to it. But that is what I wanted to do. I just wanted to catch up with all you lovelies. If you listen to this, thank you for sticking around for the podcast. It means the world to me that you listen to my episodes and engage with my content. I will try to do better on Instagram. And that is all I have to say. Have a wonderful week, day, month whenever you listen to this. Just stay tuned.